Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hulberg. Joining me today is Pastor Keith Harrison. Pastor Harrison is the pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Lockport, Illinois, and is an adjunct faculty member at Providence Baptist College for many, many years and has uh, continually taught uh, through our missions courses at the college. And Brother Harrison and I have known each other for a long time. He's known me as a child. And I remember uh, his family going off into the mission field after having served at Faith Baptist Church in Bourbonnais as an assistant pastor for some time. Then you felt led to go off into the mission field to Argentina. I remember um, you know, your family coming back on furlough, spending time with you all then. And then uh, eventually you came back, served as a Spanish pastor uh, there in Bourbonnais, uh, maybe you know, skipping assistant. over things, assistant pastor there, uh, and then served, um, you know, as a started a church in Aurora, Illinois, and now has taken over a church and pastoring a church in Lockport, Illinois. So that kind of gives a little background of where you've come from, Brother Harrison. And so we're happy to have you here talking with us about the topic of starting a New Testament church, which is something you've done on two occasions and something that you've taught here at Providence Baptist College many times over. And so thank you so much for talking about this topic. Um, I wanna get started by asking the question of how does a young man, he he's feels led to, you know, you know to, to preach, he feels led maybe to start a church. What does a young man need to consider when preparing to start a church? And I'll lead you with, off with that. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity and, um, Starting a church is uh, one of the most challenging uh, things that, uh, uh, that anyone could ever endeavor. Uh, I've had the privilege, and I, and I count it a privilege, to have been able to start uh, three churches and been involved in church planting in uh, most of my ministry. And it is very challenging, but it's also very rewarding. Mm -hmm. And um, But uh, as far as... Um, uh, you know, what a young man should do. Uh, I think the first thing is be convinced of your call. Uh, and that would apply to any type of full-time ministry, That's whether true. it be a missionary or evangelist, a pastor, even an assistant pastor. Uh, one needs to know that God has called them to full-time service uh, as a profession. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one needs to to make sure that uh, they they have the peace of God about God's calling. They know God's called them to do this. And specifically, if God has called a person to start a church, they need to have that assurance that God's in it, that God is calling them to do this, He's leading them to do this. And uh, so that's that's the first step, is, is knowing your call. And, uh, you know, especially a missionary that plants churches, you know, you leave your, your home country, leaving family, leaving friends, you're leaving your home church, you're going to a strange place, a different culture, different language perhaps, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, a different, uh, different people, different culture. Mm -hmm. And so you need to know God has called you. One of the things that was an assurance for me over the years was no matter how difficult things got, I knew God called me. And that, that assured me to just keep going, just keep on keeping on, because God had put me there. God had called me. And, uh, you know, the most important thing with starting a church is preparation. Mm -hmm. You know, they say that's the key to life, uh, all areas of life. 
preparation yeah. so important. Absolutely. And if you're a prepared person, then you're probably going to be a successful person. And uh, so preparation is the key uh, as far as starting a church. Yeah, I like what you said. I mean, with starting a church, there's so many unknowns. Uh, going off into the mission field, there's so many unknowns. Mm -hmm. And you can have some idea of what might happen, but obviously things don't always go according to your plans. And when things don't go according to your plans, it can be discouraging, it can become you know, scary. And you know, knowing and being assured of your call keeps you at least, at least you know one thing, at least you know you're called, at least you know you are where you're supposed right. to be, regardless of what all the other unknowns mm -hmm. are. And that's really essential. Yeah, I, I think I like the that. unknown has kept people from uh, who are called has uh, kept them from surrendering either to the mission field or to start a church here in the United States. Uh, the unknown, it's, it, it scares people. You know, people don't know what to expect, and it, mm -hmm. it's a scary proposition. I mean, when you think about it, especially uh, going to a, a, you know, a foreign country, a foreign people, but even here in the United States, going to a city that perhaps, you know, you, you don't know and and uh, starting a church from scratch, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, but at the same time, it's exciting. Sure. To me, it's an exciting thing to step out on faith and just to see what God's going to do mm -hmm. and, uh, and to experience things that you've never experienced before. It's just exciting, and, uh, but preparation is the key. And um, uh, as far as preparation is concerned, uh, first of all, uh, the person needs to be prepared spiritually. You know, you need to make sure that uh, you are, you know, a, a person needs to make sure that they're saved, that they have the mm -hmm. assurance of salvation. Yes, sir. Obviously. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 scripturally baptized, a member of a good local, you know, New Testament church. They need to make sure that they're, that they're spirit in, in, you know, spiritually ready. Uh, that they're walking with the Lord, that they, uh, that they know the Bible. Mm -hmm. A person doesn't have to be a quote-unquote expert or a Bible scholar to start a church, but you need to have a good handle on the Word of God. You need to know the Bible. Um, you need to have a, a, a consistent prayer life. A person needs to uh, be a soul winner, have a passion for souls. And, um, and, and a person needs to love people and want to work with people. But the spiritual condition is a must. And you, you know, you can't ever, um, you know, serve the Lord, especially in church planting or missionary work, unless you're already walking with the Lord. You, you, you need to be prepared spiritually. Have that good, solid Bible foundation and, uh, and, and know the call of God, mm -hmm. love the Lord, and be willing to serve Him. So spiritually prepared is important. Well, yeah, it's so foundational. It sounds yes. almost trite to say it, that you need to be, have a walk with the Lord and things like that. But if you don't, right. if you don't, oh my word, what, what are you trying to accomplish here? And what power uh, do you have to accomplish this task mm -hmm. of starting a church? It's right. absolutely essential. Well, I've known, I've known missionaries that served on the mission field for several years and then realized they weren't even saved and wow. left the field. Uh, they not just doubted their salvation, but they came to the, to the conclusion 
that they were never truly born again and then, you know, left the field, obviously. Uh, others that, uh, uh, you know, started churches or, you know, church planting or missionary work, that they, they were not spiritually prepared. They just didn't, did not have a close walk with the Lord. Uh, and uh, so it's, it, you know, may sound trite, but you have to have yeah. a solid walk with the Lord and, 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 and be prepared spiritually. And then, and then to be prepared mentally. Yes, sir. You know, you, you need to, you know, have a, a sound mind. You know, the Bible talks about not having the spirit of fear, but of love. And a sound mind means a secure mind. Mm -hmm. You know, need to think correctly and not be um, one that uh, is uh, easily afraid. Uh, you know, uh, someone that uh, is determined mm -hmm. in their mind and uh, someone that uh, is, is, is solid in their thinking. So mentally, and one of the ways uh, that you can be prepared mentally is by n researching. Sure. Yeah. It's more you than know. just an emotional knowledge of what you're doing, you know, right. sound uh, mind, but also know, knowledge. Too. Right. Yeah. If you're going to start a church, if you're going to, you know, be a church planter, whether in the States or mission field, you need to re research, mm -hmm. research. Uh, you need to read, read books uh, uh, from those that have planted churches, good books uh, from uh, missionaries, uh, church planners, uh, pastors that have helped churches get started. So that's part of the mental aspect of sure. uh, preparation. Research, read, um, uh, interview. Um, one, of the things, one of the things I teach my students in starting a New Testament church is, in fact, I require them to do an interview. So they need to find someone that has planted a church, mm -hmm. whether a missionary or stateside, and then uh, they interview with several questions that person. So... Uh, they, that's part of the research. That's part of the mental preparation. Mm -hmm. Find out what others have done and find out what they, you know, what they did right, what they did wrong, what they would do over again. Sure. Be mentally prepared. Research, read, and also investigate and survey. We often call that surveying. In other words, uh, we recommend missionaries go to that field. Mm-hmm and survey it, get to know it, um, spy out the land, so to speak, survey, find out about the people, about the, the area, the geographics, the demographics, mm -hmm. the cost of living, uh, talk to other missionaries that are there. Uh, same thing with stateside. If you go into a city or, or a town to start a new church, find out about that area. Find out all the things that you need to know about that city and about that place. So that's all part of mental preparation. Well, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about researching and taking a survey trip, you're not just looking at the ministry aspect of things, where am I gonna build a church? But you're thinking about the practical family life issues. Mm. Where are we gonna live? How much support do we need to raise in order to actually survive in this economy that we're gonna be moving into? Yeah, and absolutely. that's just, there's so many things to consider that you know it helps to be on boots on the ground and. Right. You know, view well, that. a survey trip, we call it that, is not just for missionaries, but for those starting a church here in the States. And I always uh, uh, suggest that uh, they that that a man take his wife, hmm. take your wife on a survey trip. 
I made the mistake of not taking my wife on my missionary survey trip. I went to Argentina for three weeks okay. before deputation, and, um, and I didn't take my wife. Big mistake. When I went to Argentina, and I'm, you know, researching, I'm asking questions, I'm, I'm talking to other missionaries, I'm looking at the cost of living for renting a place to live, maybe buying, mm -hmm. I'm looking at possible church buildings, I'm looking at vehicle expenses, gas prices, you know, even some food prices and clothing, things like that. And then when I come home... All of a sudden, my wife starts asking me these questions that only ladies would ask. You know, <laughs> yeah. our mothers, like, sure. how much is how much are diapers there? Like, I don't know. I didn't look into that. I, I wasn't thinking about diapers. Well, how much does, does does women's clothing cost? You know, how much does does it cost to uh, to to cook there? This recipe or that recipe? And mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I just wasn't I, I wasn't thinking that way. So if both husband and wife go on their, their survey trip, whether it be to the mission field or stateside, then, then they can um, cover everything. You know, the man's point of view and the, the, the lady's point of view about what to look for when it comes to, you know, uh, cost of living and, and, and for their children and, and all that kind of thing. And you talked about the United States even doing the same thing because from region to region of the United States, you're talking drastically different prices of fuel, housing, um, and even food uh, at, the, at the store. So we kind of even got into the little of the economical. So we talked about spiritual, we talked about mental and just preparing yourself mentally for what you're about to get into and even financially. But what about economically? How can a, uh, a man prepare himself economically to start a church? What, what are some things that he can do? Well, after being prepared spiritually, mentally, obviously one needs to focus on the finances. Sure. And we all know this, that it takes money and a lot of it to send a missionary uh, to the foreign field and even to start a church here in the United States. As we all know, cost of living, inflation. Yeah. Um, and it, it's expensive to start a church. It's expensive to... Uh, to, to plant churches. And uh, so uh, how should one be prepared financially? Well, first of all, um, I call it, uh, we, we call this deputation. In other words, I believe that a church planner should raise support. Now, when we think about deputation, we think about raising support, we always think about a missionary. Sure. You know, a missionary that goes to a foreign country. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally believe that if a, if a person is planting a church here in the USA, they ought to go on deputation. I know back in, in, in the old days, you know, back years ago, uh, you know, uh, guys would, would start a church in the United States and they'd just get a job and, you know, work a job and, and, and try to start a church. Mm -hmm. and, and many were successful in doing that. Uh, but I really encourage guys to... To go on deputation. You know, if God's called you to, ch to start a church, say, anywhere in the States, you know, Utah, Wyoming, California, New England, wherever, mm -hmm. uh, get some support. As a pastor, uh, I, I love the opportunity to invest in these young men that are starting churches here in the United States. Uh, and, and I look to support guys. Mm -hmm. 
And so I, I think that, that they ought to go in deputation. Maybe not as long as a, uh, a guy that's going to the foreign field, but I would say at least a year, maybe two, um, and, and, and get financial support. Mm. That way a guy can concentrate on starting a church without working a full-time job, which takes a lot of time away sure. from starting a church. That way you can concentrate on soul winning and knocking doors, getting prospects, working on your building, uh, preaching and teaching, putting materials together. Mm -hmm. What an advantage it is to be able to have the, the time to put into your church planning mm -hmm. instead of having to work a full job at the same time. So I think that deputation should be for the church planner in the states as well as in the United, as in foreign country. Now, what I do believe is that um, it's a little different. For example, when I support a missionary to the foreign field, it is um, it is for a um, unlimited amount of time. Okay. Yeah. In other words, as long as that missionary is on the field, starting churches and doing mission work, uh, I'll support that missionary until that missionary either dies or God calls them off the field and they come back home. Mm -hmm. But I think that we ought to support them and continue to support them on a permanent basis. Um but if a if a if a if someone starts a church here in the United States, uh, it's usually for temporary. It's temporary. In other words, maybe a year, two years, mm -hmm. five years. Some incentive for you know this church that he's started to then take on right. this pastor themselves and right. pay a salary. The whole the whole idea is to get that church to where it's self-supporting, mm -hmm. autonomous, yes, sir. you know, indigenous. To where the people can can take uh, you know can take the reins of the finances and where offerings are supporting the church. Now there's two types of church planners in the United States. Okay. Now you have the 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 church planner that starts a church, builds it, and then turns it over to someone. I see. And then he goes and starts all over again. Sure. Starts from scratch again, builds it, turns it over again. Now, that would be a church planner in the United States that I would support on a permanent basis. Because they're constantly in that building. Right, mode. because he's constantly planning churches and turning mm -hmm. those churches over. Then you have the typical guy that goes to a town, starts a church, builds it, and stays in that church mm -hmm. as the pastor. Now, that would be support on a temporary basis because the idea would be that... Mm -hmm that eventually the church would be able to pay his salary and support him. Therefore, he wouldn't need outside support anymore. Okay, what an investment that is. A lot of you know, pastors, when they think missions money, they think foreign missions, but what if you could use some of that missions money to invest right there in your own country in a, in a place, you know, the United States is you know, rapidly going a different direction in its religious out aspects. And mm -hmm. so if you can stem the tide a little bit, put a good church in a town that needs it, what an absolute great investment you can do. Well, thank you so much, Brother Harrison, for telling us a little bit about missions work, and we'll continue our conversation in future episodes for sure. And so if you wanna check out uh, Brother Harrison's other topics about ch planning churches, make sure you ca uh, check out our other episodes on YouTube and our audio-only platforms. Thanks so much for joining us.